Jenny, normally we'd be recording a pro tip episode here. Uh, yeah. But um, I have never gotten such incredible feedback from people wanting more information as I did when I told people I'm going to try looping with Arden. I'm sure. Because you've got such a following that people are like, oh, let's do it Scott's way. You know, Scott's way really works. And then they're like, Scott's looping? <laughs> What's he doing? It's possible you know? that might have been what happened. I'm not sure. But what I am sure is that I want to talk about it. But I'm uh-huh. gonna, I'm gonna, I want you here to correct me or to um, help me. Because this is the first thing that I've noticed about looping. Okay. Um, and I'm probably going to jump around a little bit. But the first thing that I noticed is that for most people, most people living with type 1 and using insulin. Over three months ago, Katie D. Simone came on the podcast and explained to me what DIY looping was. If you haven't heard that episode, go back now. Just stop this right now. Go back to episode 227. It's called Diabetes Concierge. You're going to want to listen to that first if you haven't. But if you've already listened to Diabetes Concierge, this is what you've been waiting for. This next hour with Jenny Smith isn't just my first reactions about looping. It's my first, second, third, fourth, 50th, and 323rd reaction. This is a summation of the last three and a half months using the DIY loop. It's going to be the good, the bad, the ugly, things I figured out, things that I don't yet understand, where I think I want to go from here for us, and what I think looping, perhaps I should say algorithm-based insulin pumping, whether you consider that to be a closed loop, a hybrid loop, whatever it is, the idea of an algorithm making decisions based on your blood sugar. Anyway, whatever you want to call it, I'm also going to tell you my ideas about what this means for the future for all of us. And I received your beautiful email, and this episode is dedicated to you and your family. It has never been more important for me to say that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise, and to always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan. This is episode 252 of the Juicebox podcast. Let's call it a loopy few months. And I want to be absolutely sure that you understand that what we're about to talk about has not been approved by the Federal Drug Administration. The FDA has not approved this. This is completely do-it-yourself. Long silent pause so that can sink in. This is the first thing that I've noticed about looping. The first thing that I noticed is that most people living with type 1 and using insulin who aren't listening to this podcast, I think looping is going to be just an amazing thing for them. And and now looping. Looping, yeah. closed loop. I'm talking about any pump company that comes in. It's algorithms, right? An algorithm that speaks to your CGM and your pump and makes bolusing and basal decisions based on this algorithm, right? And so. makes it more intuitive. Right. It. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. what I'm saying is, it's it, not just the what I've tried, which was the you know the do-it-yourself looping off of yeah. you know that. Not just that. And Tidepool is, from what I understand, taking that very algorithm through the FDA. So it's not going to be much Correct. different between what Tidepool comes up with. From what I understand. Right. Yeah. And yeah. You have to assume that you have to assume that Omnipod's going to come up with their own algorithm, and they're also one day going to allow the Omnipod to talk to the Tidepool algorithm. So 
those options exist too. I'm sure Medtronic will make one and mess it up. And um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, Medtronic does have a, they have kind of a an agreement along with Tidepool now as well, mm-hmm. just like Omnipod does. Okay. So, I mean, we'll kind of have to see, you know, I mean, Medtronic's system works for some people, um, not the majority, but it, it does work. And for those, that's awesome. I've, I've worked with people that Medtronic's current system works really nice and clean for. Excellent. But as far as like the targets, I think that's the other piece within like a looping type of system or this kind of algorithm. People want to be able to set their own targets. Yeah. They want to be the decision maker for themselves. They don't want a system saying, you have to target a blood sugar of 120. Well, I want to target a blood sugar of 90 instead. Right. Right. I think rightfully. I'm sorry, my camera's not. I think rightfully. Oh, so. Okay. I think rightfully so as well. Like you know, you should be able. There you to, are. Yeah. You should be. I didn't realize that wasn't on. You should be able to. You should be able to make that decision for yourself. Now, here's yeah. here's my high level kind of look down on this from my. So I guess I have to say this first. I I imagine that the podcast feels very like freewheeling and fun and like that and and that you know I'm just saying whatever I'm thinking, which is true to a large extent. Except that when it comes to management ideas, I don't say anything on this podcast that is not battle tested. Do you, do you know right. what I mean? Like, like that Absolutely. I, we haven't, like, I don't come up with an idea on Tuesday and then record it on Thursday. Right. I, I come up with an idea on Tuesday in February. I use it for six months, make sure it works 100% right that I can explain. And then talk about it. Yes. It, only after I know what I'm seeing back over and over again, and I can explain it to you in a way that's simple to understand. Because I'm not with you, and if you misunderstand it, I don't want that to happen. So, having Katie, um, you know, having Katie come on from and and talk about looping a few months ago, and then me at the end saying, "All right, we'll give it a try," that was real time. Mm -hmm. And then two weeks later, you guys all started emailing and going, "Like, what do you think of looping?" I was like, "I don't know anything about it. I've never responded to so many emails with the words, I have no idea.'" I'm the wrong person. To, <laughs> I'm the wrong person to ask. I don't know anything about this, and so let me. Uh, I'll explain to people. I feel like I've dipped my toe, but I'm not fully like immersed in the pool yet. So please don't ask me questions. That, right? That's even way too polite. I was confused. Right? So it turns out that yes, amongst your many text messages, I what is it doing? <laughs> Jenny, Jenny, I don't understand what this is doing. Why is this like this? <laughs> Why in God's name would the number go down if the power goes up? That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, we'll get to all that. But so so in the first three days, no lie, without my ability to text Jenny, I would have stopped. Swear to God. I would have tried it and went, well, I would have stopped. In the second three days, Arden came to me and said these words word for word. Why are we doing this? We are so much better at this than this is. And I was like, okay. And she goes, and I hate carrying this thing around with me. And I was the like, Riley link. Yeah. And I was like, what thing? And she goes, the Riley link. And she goes, and I don't even like the name of it. And I was like, okay. So now we call it the thing. Um, <laughs> and it's been renamed in the app, the thing. So um, that's funny. All due respect to, I'm assuming somebody's child named Riley that they named this after. I apologize. It is. For, right. Oh, is it that's really? exactly correct. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh-huh. apologies. We call it the thing. Um, <laughs> So, you know, that was the first six days. Jenny kept helping me, but everything, so there are settings in the, in the loop system, right? And, um, I wanted to bring them up and I had them in front of me and then I, I got rid of it for some reason. Cause I wasn't thinking. So let me pull this back up. 
and here it is. So there are settings inside of of the the algorithm app, right? The loop app. Mm -hmm. uh, correction range, suspend threshold, basal rates, delivery limits, insulin model, carb ratio, insulin sensitivities. And if those aren't right, you might as well just fall on the floor and die. Like, because it, <laughs> this thing just doesn't, it, it, it does nothing if these settings aren't right. So, okay. So that's fair, right? The settings need to be right. And the reason is because of the algorithm, the way that it's written, right? right? The algorithm is basing all those five minute loop decisions and adjustments on your settings. Right. So if you have these way off settings that you were on your conventional pump, you were managing, but you were hypermanaging, right? You were consistently adjusting and temp basaling and negative doing something and whatever. Well, the algorithm doesn't know you were doing that, right? Yes. So. I, I made a note here, right? I started to say that the algorithm is smart but dumb, and then I realized, oh no, it's the difference between book smart and street smart, right? The it, when the settings are right, the algorithm is brilliant. But it's any, beautiful, right? But anytime something changes, it's dumb. It doesn't know it changed, right? Like you don't. Do you know what I mean? Like so, all of us here with the podcast, right? If you had a stressful moment or you know adrenaline in a sport, you'd say, "Oh, I know this is about to happen," and you temp basal up, right? The algorithm doesn't know you're about to get upset or excited or you know right. whatever. And so, it doesn't adjust until it sees a change. And the problem ends up being is that by the time it sees the change, it takes for what the people listening to this podcast are going to think of as forever to fix it, right? Because we crush high blood sugars because we're good at it and we smack them back down again without getting low. This thing takes sometimes it could take six hours to get a 170 blood sugar back down again. And, and if you're listening to the podcast and having the success, you're thinking, I'm not doing that. That's not right. So I thought the same thing. I thought I can't, like, I don't want to do this. How do I, you know, can I fool this thing? And then you start going down that, <laughs> path. Oh my God, that path, which will, all right, so we'll get to it. anyway, back to the beginning you've got to get the corrections right. The first thing that Jenny just alluded to I had a problem with was I I had Arden's basal setting, you know, in a in a conventional pump system set it 1.4 an hour during the day and I think overnight it was something like 0.9. Well, we do Jenny's words to me were you do a lot of temp basaling. Did you ever wonder how much you do? And I thought, "No, I have no idea." So it turns out my 1.4 in a conventional pump setup, that was just where I started from. And that worked fine. That number was great when there was no food present and everything. But as soon as something came in, I'd up, down, and I was being reactive to it, a fluid. Well, on loop, Arden's daytime um, basal rate is 2.35. And I just moved it up last night to like 2.45 an hour. Overnight, it's only like 1.2, but, okay. but there was a significant difference. So, difference. Now, so now I'm starting with the idea, my basal rate is 1.4, and I put it into the loop like that, and Arden's blood sugar goes up to 300 and sits there all day. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. So Jenny helped me with a simple old school diabetes math equation to help me figure out the basal rate. Tell us what that is, please. 
to figure out the basal rate. Yeah, how did we do that that day? Do you remember? You were like, I'm going to whip out like an old timey math equation and help you like, like guess the basal rate. So you can essentially take your total daily dose that you're really using and um, multiply it by about 0.4. And that comes up with your hourly basal rate? It gives you your units per day. It gives you your basal units per day, essentially. So if you take, you know, 0.4 times, you know, 30 or essentially, let's see, 30 times 0.4 gives you. So if you had 30 units a day times 0.4, um, it gives you that you would need about 12 units of basal a day. And then you can kind of break that up. And as we know, physiologically, you need adjustments through the course of the day, you right. need two units through the course of this part of the day, or you know, um, you need 0.9 through this portion of the day. And that takes basal testing. Yes. I mean, true, true basal assessment is based on looking at what's happening in a basal only time period, right. right? And in order to really do that in looping, a lot of people try to basal test in closed loop you really can't do that because you're getting this you're getting an offset of what loop is doing with its algorithm to keep you stable yeah. right so in order to really basal test in loop you have to open the loop and you have to do it well in advance of looking at a basal segment time because otherwise you may have positive temp insulin or negative temp insulin that's still impacting where you think now I'm only in basal because I opened the loop. That's not true. It's several hours before the impact of any temping up or down is cleared and you're really just on your standard basal at a circulating level. So if you use, if you try this, there are documents that have been lovingly and painstakingly put together online by wonderful people. And it's going to tell you right up front that you have to start with the loop open, right? With it yeah. not, not doing all that it does so that you can get this right. If you don't listen to that, you might as well, again, just drop on the floor and die. Because it's just uh. it's <laughs> not going to work. Just give up if you're not going to follow the instructions. Here's the thing that, ha that happened to me with the instructions, and I'm concerned it may happen to many of you listening, is that I think that one of the reasons this podcast works for people is because it's broken down, distilled down into very easy concepts, right? Because some people's minds don't work the same. So I'm going to tell you, I've, I mark myself as a fairly bright person, but there are things I can't do. I've told you guys before, I can't do simple algebra. I could, you can explain it to me nine different ways. I don't understand it. You start putting a letter next to a number and my brain goes, I don't care. And then that's the end of it, right? So I read these loop docs, which are, again beautiful. They're brilliant. And I read through them and I get to the end and it's as if I didn't read anything. It's, I, I felt like I was in eighth grade and someone was trying to teach me pre-algebra again. I was like, yeah, I yeah. Heard you. <laughs> it all made sense. I don't know. And so I kept reading and kept reading and I thought, okay, I'm going to have to figure this out for myself or I'm not going to be able to explain it to, to everybody else. Right. So we hammered through this for you guys. Okay. Like we stuck with this because we, we wanted to stop a number of times, but here's the thing about it. Once we got the, you know, suspend threshold, right. And then Jenny helped me get the basils, right. And we got the delivery limits, right. And, you know, picked the right insulin model, which was very helpful through the docs. Uh, carb ratios was interesting because I didn't know Arden's insulin to carb ratio. So we just had to keep guessing. No. Right? <laughs> 
I know. <laughs> no idea, right? So we just kept guessing. I don't know. I just give her 10 units for her pancake meal with strawberries. Yeah. I don't know what that yeah, ratio we... is. And I was like, okay, go back, count the carbs, <laughs> divide so... it into how much you gave, get a basic carb ratio, play with it. See if it's working and adjust it up or down. I was almost embarrassed. I was like, how can I be so good at something? And now I'm, I'm, a, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I don't know. I was embarrassed by it. I was like, I don't know her insulin to carb ratio. I almost found myself apologizing at one point. The truth is I didn't need to know it the way we were doing it. You know, the way you guys all do it listening. I, I needed to know it for this. So Jenny's like, just, you know, we kind of reverse engineered it. Like she said, counted the carbs. You know, how much would we use for this? How much, you know, basil would go on? And I kept adjusting. I eventually found it. It was much lower than I thought it was going to be. Again, to our earlier point about basil. I think it's set at like six and a half. So, you know. Is her ratio? Yeah, yeah one carb per six and a half, or one, yeah. unit, one unit for six and a half carbs. I never would have guessed that. But it just goes yeah. to show how much, you know, temp basiling we were doing. Anyway, so we got that set. And then the first success came. And I'll tell you, when the first success with looping comes, with any of these algorithms come, you're going to be so happy that you're not going to care about the problems because you're going to go to <laughs> sleep at 11 o'clock and wake up at 6 o'clock and to a graph that looks really nice overnight. Because once these settings are right, loop adds and takes away basil and just keeps you steady without variables, without food variables. It's just amazing. Okay, so make sure you hear what I'm saying. I think saying. you texted me that overnight. I think you texted it to me yeah. and you're like, look at this. <laughs> if I don't let her wake up, this you're... is genius. I'll tell you another right. thing. I'll tell you another thing. It's, you know, Arden's asleep right now. Amazing, right? When, like, you know, obviously her settings change for when she's awake and that we have them set as like 7 a.m. for the school year. But all I do in the morning is I get up in the morning, I walk in, I push an override button, and I set everything 30% back, and I call it sleep in. I've named it sleep in, and she sleeps in perfectly with that. As soon as she wakes up, you shut the override off. But here's the thing. The overrides are part of a branch. Now, listen, if you don't know this, forget, forget I can't explain it to you, but forget loop if you, if you can't follow this along. But there are different branches. So imagine there's a build of the, of the, out of the app, and then there's like additions you can make to it. One of them's called Jojo. I believe it's named after Katie's dog. Again, I don't know why you people don't just pick more simple names for things, but I understand it must be like a programming <laughs> thing. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it, right? Uh, so this Jojo addition or branch allows you to basically turn up or down the power of the loop settings. It is the best way I've come to understand it, right? Think of it as volume. It's kind of sensitive. It's kind of, yeah, volume or sensitivity. Right. You're Just, telling loop to be more sensitive or be, or that you're less sensitive within a time period, essentially. I, I think of it as bolder, not as bold. Or like, less right, bold. Yeah, yeah less yep. bold. Boom, boom, right? Right. So I've set, yep. up, I've set this thing up where I push it. Basically, it takes 30% of the boldness of the, of the, algorithm away and Arden can sleep in in the morning. It's amazing, right? Um, that's been incredibly helpful. If it was not for the JoJo branch, I would have quit it. And I'm now going to tell you super okay. seriously, if you don't let me make adjustments to what this algorithm thinks, I don't want it. I want the mm -hmm. sleep, but I don't want what comes next, which is the problem around meals. So yeah. again, for most people living with diabetes, and keep in mind what that means, right? If if there's 
20,000 of you listening to this podcast right now, right? There's still a million and a half more people living in the world who have type 1 or more at this point. All those people are going to be helped by this by this algorithm or any of the algorithms or algorithms I believe that the pump companies are going to come up with. It's going to be an amazing improvement to their life. Mm-hmm. But if you're a person who sees a 140 blood sugar and looks at it and thinks, I have completely f***ed this up. I'll bleep that out later. Okay, if you're one of those people, right, you're going to hate the way this thing takes care of meals. Now, you can pre-bolus still, but sometimes you can't. In a couple of ways. There right. are a couple of ways to pre-bolus right. with uh, loop, please but tell yeah. Them. Please tell them. Do you know what they are? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, one way, um, and again, many of these I've not only learned, but also, you know, people have been like, hey, I'm doing this. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You're kind of doing it. A different way, but the two main ways, um, one is the pre-meal button, that second little icon next to the bolus icon on the bottom of your screen looks like a little timer on a plate. Um, essentially when you hit that, it allows loop to aim for a lower glucose in a time frame prior to eating. So if you're used to pre-bolusing 30 minutes before you start to actually eat your food, the pre-meal technically takes care of it in what I personally and professionally feel like is a little bit more precise manner because it's only looking at where your glucose now, where do you want me to aim for it to get to, which is lower than what your overall daily correction or target range is, right? So if your target during the day is 100, you might have your pre-meal set to I don't know, 75 or 80, let's say. And Loop is saying, okay, I see. Now you want to get to 75. You hit the pre-meal button. It's aiming for that. It starts to give you additional insulin in the time frame before you actually now choose to bolus and eat. So 30 minutes from now, you've gotten a little bit extra insulin added in to get you moving down, thus almost like a pre-bolus, but a little bit more intuitive because it's just basing it on blood sugar. And it's getting you to a value that you want to start with by a trend down. The other nice thing about the algorithm is it takes into consideration that extra it's added when you do choose to bolus. Mm -hmm. So you're never going to have kind of a too much there um, because it's considering now what's the trajectory of the glucose, how much has actually been added in to kind of get you here, how much are you eating, you know, all of these factors are are considered in this algorithm that thankfully, uh, well, thankfully or not thankfully, our human brain is just not meant to think like that consciously. <laughs> and you are going to find that. And, and that's the biggest problem. Jenny's going to fall for chair. She's laughing so hard. Um, I mean, that's the biggest problem when you try to imagine how to outsmart the algorithm. Yeah. Because it's thinking about things you're, you don't even know exist, let alone right. can't bring yourself to think about because we're just people. And right. so, and and that ends up being one of the issues. Um, the pre the pre meal button works pretty well uh, for us, but the biggest problem is is that we had gotten so good at being bold that yeah. I didn't even have to pre bolus sometimes. Like I just could look at a meal. Like we don't. I've spoken about it here, but I don't talk about it too much because it's double extra ninja level, right? But like I, I can you know five minutes before a meal go, this meal's eight units. But if I just use 11 and a half and double her basil, I don't even have to pre-bolus. Like I can, I can send so many, I can send so many soldiers in that when you start fighting back, you just can't win. Like, right. And so I, I know how to do that for her. So, but, so we're now seeing spikes at meals that we didn't see before, but there's so much stability the rest of the time that Arden's A1C didn't change. 
points, right? right. I think it was five four this time. Right. So on looping, it was five four. Beautiful. Yeah, I think it was five three not looping the last time. Mm-hmm. Um, lows still happen with loop. I'm not going to tell you, like, I still see lower, not not like crazy lows, but she'll go down to 50 sometimes. It, it tr- it'll it try to stop her and it can't. So what I think is that in those moments when you need the algorithm to be aggressive and it's set up aggressively, and then all of a sudden there's a, a significant variable in your life that, that causes a time of day when you usually need a lot to not need a lot, it can, you can start, you know, a quick low comes out of nowhere it's mm-hmm. this, you know, I'm not blaming the algorithm. It's, you know, it's just like us. And I kind of explain that in terms of loop can only negative temp so much to prevent, right. right? So if there is a load coming into a drop, loop will do its best. Yeah. It sees, you know, okay, you've got the suspend threshold set here. You've got this much insulin on board. It, it can negative temp and or zero temp as much as it possibly can, but it may not be able to shave off enough in a time frame to stop a true drop. I, it does its best, yeah. right? I mean, I, I have to say that my, in looping almost two years now, I can say that my lows overnight are less than the five fingers on my hand. Oh, yeah, I believe that. And I think... I, I mean, the lows overnight are definitely the huge benefit. Daytime lows, I would definitely say, are more my user fault mm-hmm. than Loop's fault. It's more my, I've forgotten to set my workout target or my override. I've forgotten to do this in enough time. I've forgotten to account for something. You still have to mentally think about things yeah. in order to tell Loop to do the right thing um, or so that it can do the right thing. But overall, the nighttime is like, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's great. It's incredible. So it's funny because I, Jenny just led me to tell you, like, I wanted to let you know, like, that, that this is not a magic bullet. Like, and I am so right. concerned that people think, oh, my God, one day my Dexcom is going to talk to my pump that's going to talk to an app on my phone. And I'm never going to think about diabetes again. Right. I am here to be the wet blanket on that party uh, and tell you that that is not going to be the case. It's gonna, At least not yet. Not yet. Not, I, I, but, not yet. But I am, let me say this again. After being with this for months, this is the future. I'm 100% certain of it. So much so that I'm already, I, I'm telling you, it, if you want it, I, I believe this is how Are you buying stock in Tidepool? I don't know about that. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you why I don't know not about that exactly. But here's the problem that this is going to have. And this is where my concern comes in and why I will keep talking about this periodically, right? Is that doctors already can't help you very frequently with your settings, Right. And the settings they're trying to help you with now with your pump are childish compared to the settings in the loop. And so if doctors can't do what they can do now, I can't see how in the hell they're going to do it with loop, right? And then my fear is, is that someone's going to put this thing in your hand that if it's set up correctly and you give it enough time is going to end up being a major addition to your life and your health. And you're going to have this thought I had in the first three, six, and 10 days, which is this is impossible and it doesn't work because if the, if the settings are wrong, it will appear not to work because it isn't, it isn't working. And unfortunately taking that then to your doctor and saying, I, I can see the benefit to this, but it's not working. What is wrong? And because most clinicians it's unfortunate the system that we have in our healthcare, right? And what's driven by insurance and coverage and what they can what they can 
you know, tell you, yes, do this. I support you in doing this and I know all about it and I can help you learn how to use it. Unfortunately, because it is as of yet FDA approved, unfortunately, many doctors are like, I'll support you in your decision to use it, but I can't teach you anything about it. I don't understand it myself. And I think, well, as a physician, then, if you're willing to say, okay, I'll continue to write your scripts for you and we'll continue to look at the data together, I think it's honestly in their best judgment to learn about it. Even if they can't outright say, hey, here's the pump for you, you need to be looping, even if they can't legally tell you to do it, if you've chosen to do it, I think that educators and endos really need to get on board with learning what are these systems doing, why are people choosing to use them outside of the current FDA conventional pumps, and who could it be beneficial for? I can definitely say, I mean, there are there are some people probably don't have enough kind of together Mm -hmm. to understand and use loop. In fact, there are some people that I think pumping is also in general too much. Um, And it takes a good clinician to be able to help talk that um, out with a person. But I also think that our clinicians need to learn more about it. In fact, that's my presentation with Gary in Houston to AADE um, this weekend is about loop and how clinicians can learn and be comfortable and where the resources are and how to talk to patients about it um, and be informed. So, so you guys listening to this on Tuesday and just last weekend, Jenny gave this talk that she just spoke of to the American association of diabetes educators. She's telling them, that I made a panicked phone call to somebody I know at Tidepool, and I was like, if your documents aren't right, this thing's going to crash and burn. you got to make sure you're explaining it to people correctly. <laughs> like I, I gave them right. all. And, and, and so much so, and I, I hope this, gosh, I hope this doesn't sound egotistical. Like I, There are enough people listening to this podcast now that I feel a responsibility to understand it too. Because I'm telling you, it's the way, it's the future. I'm, I'm like, for, mm-hmm. you, imagine yourself before you found the podcast, before you sent me your email, it's like, oh my God, my A1C is six. It used to be eight and a half. Before that, if I could have given you something that would have not let your blood sugar go much over about 170 most of the time, would have brought it back down without getting low and you could have slept through the night, I, you would have said to me, please give me that. And so, you know, you, right. have, you have to have perspective when you're thinking about loop. Loop is astonishing. It's amazing. It's fantastic. My concern is that if you are, have been listening to this podcast for too long, your expectations are going to be higher than what it can do at the moment. And and that's that because, and here's why, you say, well, that doesn't make sense, Scott. I'll just tell it to turn up the volume. You can't. So it's like, it's like it – I don't know how to put it exactly. It's there to stop you from hurting yourself kind of a situation, right? So if So here's what happens. I give Ardner insulin. And, you know, we miss on the carb count or something and I start seeing her blood sugar go up and I tell Arden, oh God, we're going to have to add more insulin. You put in, you think to yourself, I know right, I know for certain three more units is going to stop this and bring us back level. Mm -hmm. You put those three units in through loop and loop takes away your basal. Right. And you're like, you, I'm going to do a lot of bleeping this thing. Cause here's me in the kitchen. I'm like, you, I need the basal and I need the bolus. What are you doing? Then you start thinking, maybe I can make enough of a bolus that it couldn't possibly take it all away. And I've been trying that lately, too. Like, her basils, you know, 
two point five, you know, around two and a half. Right. I need three more units. What if I put in five and a half units as a bolus? And even if it took the basil away, the bolus would still overwhelm it. That still doesn't work. So every time you try to like outsmart it, because of what the settings are telling the algorithm, it outsmarts you. It outsmarts you. That's right. A little over a year ago, so many people approached me about Bold with Insulin t-shirts that I made them. But I found a local printer, made them, and let you guys order them through the website, and then I mailed them out myself, which took up a lot more time than you might expect. So I stopped doing it. But then the emails came again. I want a shirt. Where are the shirts? And I was like, oh, okay. So I researched for a very long time, found a company that has quality materials with great printing that also does printing and shipping so that I'm not the middleman. Anyway, shirts are back. And now you have more options for what you want the shirt to say. Go to juiceboxpodcast.com, scroll down a little bit, click on merch, check it out. You're going to find Be Bold, Bold with Insulin, Stop the Arrows, new Bump and Nudge shirts are coming. There's t-shirts in different sizes, colors, men, women, children, stickers for your laptops, coffee mugs, these really cool drawstring bags, and even flip-flops. And if you're looking for something that's not there, send me an email. I mean, if you want a t-shirt that says, trust that what you know is going to happen is going to happen, or one of the other, you know, wavy gravy kind of things that we talk about here on the podcast, let me know. These items only exist because you asked for them, so I want to make sure that I'm giving you what you want. Just send an email if you have an idea. Last thing, Jenny Smith is here again helping out. If you want to learn more about Jenny, go to integrateddiabetes.com. If you want to hire Jenny, that's the same place to do it. Integrateddiabetes.com. There's also a link in your show notes. The way that the algorithm algorithm is set up, it knows what your settings are, right? So if in the setting of the rise that you're seeing happen, you're like, I need more insulin. At that point, the right thing to really do would be to hit the bolus button. You know, that middle, I call it the carrot, looks like a double down arrow orange. Um, When you hit that, if, if Loop is seeing, hey, yeah, there's more insulin needed here, it will suggest a bolus. Right. If the bolus suggestion is still zero based on the active insulin, in parentheses above, you'll see pending insulin. Mm -hmm. And you can always also take the pending insulin because that is a calculation that Loop has already figured in to need. So if it's pending insulin is 1.2, but it's recommending nothing as a bolus right now, you can input the 1.2 and take that as a bolus because at least you're working within Loop's algorithmic figurings you're working within it looked and saw that you're going to need this much more it's going to dose it out over a time period it's not recommending it as a bolus but you could take it and thus you haven't screwed loops math (laughs) and i'm glad to know that because i didn't know that and i'll I'll definitely i'll definitely try that because otherwise you can't it's like playing chess against a computer. You're like, ooh, this will work. And the thing's like, oh, my God, I'm so much smarter than you. No, it won't. And, like, so you can't you can't fool it. Now, I have found ways. You can use the JoJo brands and jack up the intensity. Override. Right. Mm-hmm. And then what other people will tell you is you can lie about carbs. So, you can. You know, right? So you can pretend. So you can say to yourself, I think I need 
three units here. I'm six and a half. I, I'm a unit per six and a half carbs. So if I tell this thing I need 20 more carbs, 20. it'll give me about three more units. That does work sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. But the problem... And another like aside to that, just for evaluation, let's say you didn't give the three extra units. Let's say you watched to see what Loop is doing. And at the end of the day, when you click the, the the bottom graph, the active carbs, when you tap on that, you'll see all the carbs that you've entered for the day. Mm -hmm. You'll see what you entered as an absorption time. And down below each, you'll see what did Loop see as carbs that were absorbed and how long did it take Loop to see the absorption over, right? So when you look at that, let's say you put in 60 grams of carb and Loop actually saw 80 grams of carb, but you know it was 60. You know it was definitely 60. Well, in that setting then, Loop was seeing the need for more insulin, so it offset it with a lot more insulin, just in a slower manner, as you said before. The manner is going to be slower than you saying, no, I want that three units right now because I know that I need it right now. <laughs> and know? so that, that really is the sticking point around food, is that if you're being bold, it stops you from being bold in any moment. Like, But to Jenny's point, if your settings are right and you count the carbs right, it will bring your blood sugar back down at some point. And yeah. so it's just not as quickly as I want it to be. Um, mm -hmm. And now what will happen is, is you might go out into the world and you'll talk to people who are looping and they're like, hey, what's the big deal? Like it comes back down. Well, those are people who didn't find the podcast who are just like, this is amazing. My blood sugar wasn't 400. So I, right. I get their excitement and I, I stand by it. But I also stand by everybody else who's listening who's like, look, I, I'm not okay with that. And I can tell you this. I am slowly understanding that it might be okay if Arden's blood sugar goes to 140 for a little while and comes back down. Mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm I don't want it to happen, but I'm I'm not having a panic attack about it. Right? Well, I'll give you a I'll give you a little okay with that. Is um, even in pregnancy, which is the tightest like blood sugar control mm -hmm. that we aim to manage in, um, even in pregnancy, going up to 140 one hour post meal is okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now we want to be at two hours post meal, 120 or less, but even going up to 140 in pregnancy in that sticky, like control it like a crazy person. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's okay. okay there. Okay. So <laughs> just okay. to let you know, that's okay. Don't, don't worry. I'm okay. I'm feeling okay about it. I'm not, and I'm not giving up on the idea that I don't want those spikes, but I also saw those spikes with what we were doing before. Like I was never sure. perfect with it. Like there are people, listen, you can go online and find parents who are managing, I think, prepubescent kids with flat lines that are amazing. I've never like shot for that to be perfectly honest. Like, but I'm not okay with a, an, an elevated blood sugar lasting for multiple hours. Right. Jenny brought up absorption time. That's still one of the things I'm trying to understand better because we started shortening our absorption time to two hours, which made it more aggressive up front. Yep. Um, but then sometimes what'll happen is that then, you know, outside of two hours when the food still exists, it thinks it's gone and it doesn't, so some, I've been doing a lot of different things, trying to break up absorption times, like put in a bolus for two hours and then put in one for three or four hours, like try, yep. trying to make that work that way. I will figure this out at one point. I swear to you, there'll be a moment where I will talk about this algorithm with the ease that I talk about everything. <laughs> but for you people who are so imp impatient, it's not going to happen this quickly. Like I'm going to need a year. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. really being immersed in it. I understand it much better now than I did a couple of months ago. But, you know, when I say something to you, like, I don't know, like, what are the things we say on the foot? Like, if, when I say stop the arrows and then explain it in a sentence and a half in a way that 
paints a picture in your head so that you know how to do it. I don't have those ideas yet around loop. So um, I'm sorry, but apologies, but it's going to take more time. Here's what I can tell you. If you can get the settings right, it's worthwhile. If, if you can handle a couple of meal spikes while you're figuring out to sleep overnight, it's pretty great to sleep. I'd forgotten how great it was to sleep. It's pretty great. Um, when I was young, I used to work in a pet shop and the man who owned it would eat pizza once in a while. And I'd look over at him and he was incredibly happy and he would say better than sex. And then (laughs) sleep is better than sex. (laughs) The only thing that I, that I would compare to that are, have you ever had the dark chocolate Justin's brand peanut butter cup? I haven't. (laughs) Oh my God. They're wonderful. (laughs) Jenny's husband just realized how easily he could be replaced when he heard this. (laughs) So it's after not sleep. Like I always say this about sleep. Less sleep is better than broken sleep. Broken sleep is terrible. Go to sleep, wake up two hours later, stay awake for 15 minutes, go back to sleep, wake up in an hour. And my life wasn't even like that at this point. Like I, there were nights I slept through the no problem, but I'm talking about sleeping through the night every night for a week, (laughs) then two weeks, then three, then a month. It's magical. Nice. Right. Yeah. So, um, I'm not taller from it, but I do feel a lot better. So it's great. And not only that, but it gives me the confidence to know that Arden's going to go away to college like I expected on, you know, I'm assuming I'm going to send her on her, on her the Horizon system from Omnipod. I'm hoping to love that when it comes out. And and that she's going to for, forget being able to sleep but not be in danger overnight. Right. Right. And so um, this is worth me understanding. I am going to keep doing this. It doesn't mm-hmm. stop me from being able to talk about the other stuff. So all of you who I've been speaking to privately or all the episodes you've heard before, I have not forgotten how to be bold with insulin. I know all the steps I could – I could tell them to you in my sleep, okay? So that's no problem. Um, right before Jenny and I started recording. I-, I think actually, Scott, that's a really good point to bring up is not forgetting how to pump conventionally. Right. Because you you will, at, at some point, perhaps, loop might fail. You might have to rebuild it. It might, for something, your, your computer might crash and you can't rebuild it for a week. Mm. You're going to have to go back to conventional pumping. Yes. pumping. You're going to have to remember how to pump using your brain, using the algorithm that is in your brain, right? right? And so not forgetting those steps is really, really important. Um, and I think that's a piece that... <sighs> And I hesitate saying this, but I bring it up as just a point to consider for people who are new to pumping to begin with. Mm-hmm. I think new pumpers should try to consider some time of learning how to pump with their normal pump. They should learn those factors. They should learn what a temp basal looks like, why to use it, how to use an extended bolus, what their typical food does, their exercise, how to conventionally pump and use their brain to pump before they switch on to loop pumping. Because there's a lot that comes with using pump, using loop intuitively and understanding it that comes from having used a pump previously the way that you do, you know, like you being bold with insulin, learning all of those factors, learning how to adjust while it changes with loop, conventional pumping teaches you a lot to be able to loop better. Yeah. Yeah. If you were diagnosed today, someone slapped the loop on you, put the, made the corrections perfectly. Say there's a way to know them perfectly. 
and then the zombies come six months from now, you're going to be dead three days later because, <laughs> because you are not going to know what the hell to do with your insulin. And, and so um, it's it's it sounds like an old timey idea because I, I've had that thought before. I mean, people say you have to use needles before you can pump. That I don't believe. I think you can start with pumping, right? Right. But, but um, I get the idea behind it, where it came from. And I don't think it's an old-timey thought to say right now, you need to understand how insulin works before you just try to jump right. into a looping system. Like that's Correct. 100% I agree with that. Um, because there are, there are settings here that you can't imagine what they do. I'll tell you right now, I understand the mathematical part of it. I understand the bright people who are better at math than me. But uh, ISF, right, insulin, sex, insulin sensitivity setting in the um, – in the loop, right? The lower you make the number, the stronger it is. And I get that negative, like I understand math and everything, but who sets something up for a layman and doesn't think more is more? I'll make less more. I'll make a lower number, greater power. I get, again, if you're a math person, don't come at me. I understand. But for most people, they see 70 as stronger than 60. Not yeah. 50 is stronger than 60. So whoever did that, <laughs> because it, and not because you can't figure it out when someone explains it to you. Like I understood it when it was explained to me. But when you're intuitively trying to run through everything that's happening in your brain, you're like, make that higher. That, that's how right. your brain says it to you, right? It doesn't say turn it to 50 or 60 instead of 70. Oh, motherfucker. Um, so. I know. <laughs> I know. It's a hard, it's a hard point. I would say you're not alone, whether you're a math person or not. I think the, the figuring of what that means for insulin effect is it's, it's counterintuitive in the human brain. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. I, so, so however the algorithm thinks about it, I don't care, but <laughs> they should put a goof like me in charge of making the upfront thing that you look at, like, right. Like where I would just be like, Turn it towards Boulder. <laughs> not, right. Not, not, you know, so I think that it's, I want to say this at some point in this episode, and here's the part. Um, the people who did this, I'm sure are too many to count at this point, and I'm sure someone knows everybody who's had a hand in this. I don't know any of them, um, but I think they're all just saints. Like, they're phenomenal. Yeah. Right. They're this, awesome. This is astounding. This was put together by people in the world living with diabetes, Right. And amazing. And then made available to other people, which, again, amazing. And then supported by other people. And I've seen them on Facebook supporting other people. And I know how tiring it can be to have somebody come to you at 8 o'clock in the morning and they're like, I don't understand any of this. And you and they want you to talk them through it. And then by the time you get them talked through it, four other people ask you. Because right. that happens to me. Except I don't have to do it in like this very incredibly like – technical way. I'm just like, Hey, you know, all carbs aren't created equal. Stop the arrows, <laughs> you know, be right. Bold, right. And here's what that means. I can literally teach you how to do what we do in like an hour over the phone. Um, and so, but you can't learn loop in an hour over the phone. Like no. it, it isn't going to work that way. No, I will reiterate what Katie and Kate and everybody else who's, you know, helped build it read the loop docs. And yes. like you said, you have to read them and digest them. If you're somebody who grabs it by reading it and you're like, get it totally, that's awesome for you. I have had to read and read and go back and reread and make sure that I've got it because I, you know, in what I do, there are a lot of people that come to us who want help understanding. So I have to be able to spit it back out in like we talk about, you know, on the podcast in layman's terms, in an understandable one or two sentences, this is what this means. 
this is how to make it work for you. An incredible skill to do. Like I, I at some point realized I was not giving myself enough credit for how I can talk about diabetes. It is hard to take something so complicated and make it simple. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not at that place yet with loop. Um, yeah, Katie said to me, she's like, read the documents. I was like, Katie, I did. She's like, read them again. I'm like, I only read them once. I was like, I said, they're making me feel stupid. You, you know, like, and, and I was, and I said to her, that's when I said, I'm like, that's why the podcast is so popular because mm-hmm. it takes these complicated things and makes them easily digestible. I mean, I knew that, but I don't think I appreciated it completely until I tried to read those loop docs. Like seriously. Yeah. I relate it very much to my son who's astonishingly good at math. And if he explains something to you really difficult to understand in math and you don't grasp it immediately, he looks at you like you're an idiot. Like you're dumb. Like what? I just told you. (laughs) His brain understands it right away. And so there are times I think that some of the people who understand the loop docs really well are like, no, no, it says it right there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I see that. Like I understand all the words. You know, I just don't, I don't understand what it means. Okay. Let me make sure I have everything here with my stuff. I'm kind of like that. I'm, I'm more of a show me person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I mean, I can read it and learn. I mean, obviously I made it through college and, you know, internship and did all of the stuff that you have to do by just reading and learning. But if somebody like sits down and shows me how to change the tire on the car, I've got it. I got it. You showed me where to put this, whatever. It would probably take me an hour worth of reading, like where to put the jack, how to put the, how to get the lug nuts off. It would take me an hour to read through it and then be like, what did that say to do again? And I'd have to go back to the pictures and relook. But if you show me 10, 15 minutes, I've got it. There's nothing more valuable than a good teacher. But seriously, yeah, you know, like it's just, it's hundred percent. right. So here's something interesting. I was interviewing somebody and I forget her name and I apologize uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I was at the point again where I was like, I am going to quit this loop thing. <laughs> like I had gotten to that spot again. And she said something to me that made instant sense. So there's correction ranges, right? Like, so, mm-hmm. so when my brain looked at it, I thought, oh, I want my daughter's blood sugar to stay between 70 and a hundred. I'll set the correction range between 70 and a hundred. And it never worked. Like it was never, she was never in that spot. There came a time when I thought, maybe I'll just lie and say, I re- like, it, it's keeping her at 120. What if I just told her I wanted it to keep it 80? Would that keep it at 100? Like, I started thinking about how to trick it. And she said to me, don't think of it as the target range. Think of it as when the basal turns off and turns on. And I don't know why, but I was like, oh, that's brilliant. And I made slight adjustments to it and adjustments to how I thought about things based on that one sentence. And I thought, that is and it made a difference for me. And I don't know why. It was just I thought about it differently. I used mm-hmm. to think I used to think, okay, I'll set it from 70 to 100 and that's where the loop will keep things. But it never really did that. And then when I started thinking of it as this is it, the basal shuts off at 70, the basal turns on at 100. I was like, "Oh, so if I drop the high number down more, then when I get to 90 diagonal up, it'll come on and bring me back. But I'm waiting till 100 or 120, and that's how I'm getting to 160, right? Because basil doesn't work that quickly. Now, the one thing we have not spoken about yet that I want to tell you is amazing. So I'm using the Night Scout app, Night Scout app now to watch Arden's Loop. I want, yeah. to, I want to say, visually, I hate it. <laughs> I just I really Aww. don't like it, okay? But I'm getting used to it. And it's not just a new thing. I don't know what it is. There's a lot going on. But part of it I love is this. It shows you your basal insulin um, visually. So you can see on, on this app 
as it gets stronger, it's basically, you know, like a stalagmite. Like it's, you know, pushing. Is that the one that goes down? Whichever one that goes down from the roof. Stalactite I, th- I think, yeah, I think stalactite comes up. I don't know. I'm not a rock person, yeah. but yeah, I'm one not, or the other. I swear to you, I'd call this episode, I'm not a rock person. <laughs> so it's like an icicle, right? So yeah. coming down. So when the thing that's nuts is you set these max basal rates, right? So I think we have Arden set at like seven an hour. And there are times that when her blood sugar tries to jump up, this thing's like, boom, no way. Seven units an hour. It might only stay on for 10 minutes like that. Right. Right. And then it, then maybe it comes back to five and then it goes to three and then maybe her blood sugar keeps rising and it pushes it back again. And then all of a sudden it thinks, no, I have it. It reads the data from the, the Dexcom and says, oh no, I've got it. Boom. Right back to normal. And the same thing with like, you start getting low and it starts taking it away little bits at a time. Then all of a sudden it might take it all away. Yep. Fascinating to watch. You will learn more about manipulating insulin, watching the, that basil on night scout. Then yep. I don't, it's, it's, it's a learning tool in and of itself. It's really spectacular. And if you wanted a little bit more, I know night scout is wonderful report wise. I think there are good reports in two places. Night scout is one of them. Um, but tide pool also from my, from my learning perspective, as well as from teaching people, you know, a clinical perspective, I like tide pools daily report for for loop because on the daily report on the bottom you can still see the basil right you can see that what i call it looks like a cityscape you know the up down nature of what loop has been doing but because tide pool online is interactive you can hover your mouse over the actual basil rate Mm -hmm. and you can see what the temping was that happened you can also see what pro what was your programmed basil you know if it was programmed for 0.9 but it was temping you at 3.3 for how long was it temping you at that and i think from a learning perspective if you're looking for a trend that might be happening you know overnight or during the daytime always after breakfast it seems like you're getting these tremendous high temps to get things contained you can kind of learn from that and say hmm do I need a setting adjustment? Loop looks like it's working really, really, really hard for me consistently at this time of day. Maybe something's off. My basil might be off. My ratios might be off. Something might need evaluation. Um, But I think only from actually visually being able to hover over and see what was the basil that Loop was kind of instituting. Night Scout isn't as interactive like that. You can't, once a report is generated, it's sort of like a flat report. You can't hover over anything and see extra data. Yeah. So if you, and that's an amazing point. And I want to add to it that if, so if you're a person who's temp basil, like we talk about on the podcast, and the first way you got to do it was I said to you, don't worry, temp basil is a great idea here because you can always bail on it. You can always shut it off. Like I always say like, you know, if you think this is going to be a carb heavy meal and it's six units, but you think it might be eight, then double the basil, you know, or something like that for an hour because you can always shut it off. Having um, a gremlin inside of a phone every five minutes, turning it up, turning it down, shutting He's it like, off. Like, <laughs> it's just like, exactly. I wish you could see Jenny right now. Uh, like, and so if you, it, it's, <laughs> oh my God, Jenny, I'm never going to forget this moment. Um, if, you, if you had that, it is, it's undescribable. Like, like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's everything. This thing's ability to basil up, basil down, double basil, triple basil, zero basil. It, it's. I've never really considered it a gremlin. That's 
kind of a that's a really humorous way to think about it. I've actually thought of um loop as more of like a broom. Okay. I feel like it sweep I feel like it sweeps up the things in the background that I can't consciously pay attention to all day long. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was going to loop as a conscious human human brain all day, which is what I thought I was doing conventional pumping, yeah. I was doing a lot of micromanagement all day long. And I just, I got used to it. It was my day to day, right? As you did with Arden. I find it easy. But, but yes, yeah. It, but with Loop, it's kind of like there's this little like cleanup crew in the background being mm-hmm. like, sweep, 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 sweep. Oh, we got to sweep up a whole load more here, you know, whatever. So I feel like it's like the cleanup crew. It's okay. Listen, we'll have a vote later if cleanup crew or green <laughs> is a better way to think of it. But, I, but no, seriously, it's just, Jenny, you have to go. No, I'm good right now. Okay, okay, because we'll just get a couple more minutes and I'll let you go. Um, so it, it it's I want to kind of go over everything again, just wrap up. the The part we haven't talked about is that you, if you want to do this DIY, you have to download. There's stuff to do. You have to have a Mac computer. You have to understand a little bit of how to use Xcode. Um, you know, you have to get this code offline. You're taking full responsibility for this, right? Like you're, this is not FDA approved. Um, no one's going to help you with it. You're on your own. But if that scares you, I think you should realize that whenever Tidepool gets this thing through the FDA, when Omnipod gets Horizon on the market, when, you know, T-Slim, when all these companies do this, this is, in my opinion, amazing. Um, it is. It, it, it's mm-hmm. absolutely. I don't think everyone's going to do it. Um, I would understand why you wouldn't, but it's, it's, it is the future. Like it is what's coming. Mm-hmm. You could still do what you do fine with needles. You can still do but pump. I'm not telling you to change. I'm telling you that this is a leap, and mm-hmm. that's what you're looking for in technology. You're looking for a real substantial leap forward. So Correct. even if you don't want to do it now. Take a look at it again when it gets to the FDA. Well, and I think that's where these companies are going, right? I mean, even with Horizon, with the Control IQ, with Tandem, with Medtronic 670 current, you know, 670G and whatever they come out with going forward, um, being FDA approved, they're essentially they're seeing the light. They're seeing that people need more help because it takes up a lot of our life. It does. I mean, diabetes is no turnoff. There is no unplug from it. Go lie on the beach and drink a Mai Tai. That doesn't happen. And so we need a system that is going to be the cleanup crew. We need a system that's looking at things, is consistently adjusting and correcting based on all those variables from that podcast that we did, I don't know, two months ago now, right, on variables. By the way, people (laughs) love that episode, by the way. That was, awesome. that was Jenny's idea. Thank you, Jenny. Awesome. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like that we need the, we need the cleanup or the gremlin or whatever in the background being like, I got to fix this. Right. Oh, oh, this is happening. I take care of this, you know? Um, so yeah. And I would, I would guard against like, you know, getting out of crystal ball and trying to see the future a little bit, which is a little bit of what I think my job is with this podcast is that you also have to think you can't just slap a loop on and then never think about it ever again. Because right. because you'll because the same things we talked about at the beginning of this podcast all those years ago will happen to you again. All of a sudden, one fifty will be okay, then one eighty will be okay, then two hundred will think, ah, it's not that bad, and and then eventually you'll be automating your death instead of manually like like right. you know managing it. So you just have to you you're always going to need unless something happens that's stunning in our lifetime technologically. 
um, you're always going to need to be involved to some degree. But Loop yeah. is, like Jenny's saying, going to give you long gaps of not having to be that concerned. And if those gaps start at night, that's a pretty great place to start. So, Because as we said before, that's a third of your management. Yes. Um, Overnight is a third of your A1C weight, right? Yeah. No, it's just, it's, it's there. I mean, if you're looking for the, you know, I can't recommend or not recommend anything. I'm certainly not going to recommend you use something that's not, you know, FDA approved. Um, but, and nothing you hear on this podcast is certainly advice, but I can tell you, uh, for, I'm going to keep doing it. So, mm -hmm. um, I, I can't, I'm going to keep doing it for Arden and I'm going to keep doing it for, for you guys. So I can try to figure it out because I want to be able, when this thing comes through the FDA, I want to be able to. I want Jenny and I to be able next year to sit down and do a pro tip series on looping and that will make looping as easy for you as we've made being bold. So that's my goal. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Right. As long as Jenny doesn't get sick of me. No. <laughs> okay. So did we miss anything that you can think of? I don't. I mean, that's the bait. Those are the good. Um, it's an overview, right? Like, I just it's an overview. This is yeah. A follow up to what it's like to start loop. I didn't miss it. Correct. Right? Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, you guys have a great week. I'm going to say bye to Jenny privately. I'm going to shut this recording off now. Don't forget, if you're looking for Juicebox Podcast merchandise, go to juiceboxpodcast.com. Scroll down to the merch button, banner, whatever it is. You'll see the big word merch. You click on it. Thanks so much, Jenny, for coming on and helping me begin to sort through my thoughts about looping. I expect this episode to be the first of many as I try to kind of make my way through this new management idea. As 2019 progresses and even into 2020, I'm going to have on some other people who have been looping longer than I have maybe to help me answer questions or clarify things. The podcast is not going to change. Don't worry about that. It hasn't had a big, you know, tectonic shift. All you guys who are bold, we're still going to be talking about that stuff all of the time. It doesn't go away. Please don't panic. This is just me trying to understand what I do believe might be the next step in type 1 diabetes care. To be perfectly honest, when Omnipod releases Horizon, I have every intention of having Arden try it. I want to end with sincerely thanking and making sure that everyone who's listening understands the incredible undertaking that is this do-it-yourself loop system. There are countless people out in the world putting countless hours of effort into this, not just the design of the algorithm, but you know how you are able to download it, implement it, help you understand the more you know complex parts of just getting the algorithm onto your phone it's not intuitive for most of us and there are amazing people out in the world helping others their efforts are a shining example of what the diabetes community can be at its best so i don't love loop i don't think looping is perfect uh, there are things about it that i downright despise and there are things about it that are absolutely amazing but I don't want anyone who's been involved in this to take any of my opinions, good or bad, as either a slight or critique. It's certainly not. This thing is spectacular. The people who worked on it are angels. And um, it's just not 100% for me. But I absolutely do find it valuable 
and worth pursuing farther. So for the time being, I am going to try to continue to figure this thing out, and I will report back to you as my thoughts become clearer. For those of you who I think may have been hoping for me to say, yes, definitely do this, or no, don't do it, that's not up to me. I tried really hard here to give you this information in this hour that I think is enough for you to make a clear decision for yourself, which as we always say on the podcast, you should be doing anyway, right? You should be making these decisions on your own. All I've done here is report my experience and the rest is up to you.